재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Today on In the Know, we are staying central. Uh, if you're uh, if you're ever you know feeling a little bit touristy and you think where do I want to go in Seoul, where do you think the judge? Myeongdong. Myeongdong. Of course. And? Uh, Hongdae. Yeah, and? The Gwanghamun area. Oh, yes. Well, there we're getting closer because mm-hmm. it's in this area or very close by in the Junggu district. Well, there is a very small district, but a very important one called Jungdong. Absolutely. So Jungdong is a small district in uh, the Junggu district, but uh, it won't be easier to find a place more historical then Chongdong in Seoul. Uh, the Joseon uh, opened its doors to the Western world. Uh, the first Westerners settled in Chongdong. The opening of the U.S. Uh, legation brought a rush of foreign establishment to the area from, from France, from Germany and Russia. And two red brick buildings were constructed for the British Embassy soon after. Along with the diplomacy of the great world powers at the time, Chongdong was where the country was first introduced to Western education and religion and medicine as well. The area became the center for Western diplomacy, the base for Christian missionaries and and the birthplace of modern education as well. So if you are a history lover without a lot of time to spend here in Seoul City where you have to visit uh, the former Russian legation, Toksu Palace, and Sokjojeon, which is a, a neoclassical building in Toksu Palace. And so these three places have especially more, more tragic and meaningful memories of Korean history than any other. So we are going to take a look at the three. Yes, absolutely. Now, it should be said, this area... I'm always surprised when I walk through. I walk round the, uh, the 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 side of Toksugung Palace, and suddenly I find myself feeling like I'm in a different country mm. because the style of the building, the red brick, everything. It feels like we're not quite in Korea anymore. And uh, well, one place that you that you definitely shouldn't miss as you're going through uh, Jongdong is this former Russian legation. Now there were many of these legations in Jongdong, but the uh, the Russian legation carries the weight of Korea's modern history and is well worth a visit. You see, after Japan's victory in the First Sino-Japanese War, uh, Empress Myeongsang wanted stronger ties between uh, Chosun and Russia, uh, trying to block Japanese influence in Chosun. And, you know, Japan, as we know, was planning to colonize Chosun, establish control over it, uh, and they thought that Empress Myeongsang was their biggest obstacle. Uh, they conspired to kill her, That the actor, which was later named Ulmi Sabian. And uh, the Empress Myeongsang died in 1985, killed by Japanese assassins. Uh, you know, it, it, it left Chosen in great jeopardy, being squeezed by its powerful neighbors. And uh, the emperor of Korea, Gojong, um, was also worried for his own safety. It was under threat, and Japanese guards were monitoring like him like a prisoner, even at his own palaces. And in 1896, Emperor Gojong actually fled to the Russian legation, which is now known as uh, Agwan Pachan. Uh, well, Agwan means Russian legation and Pachan means the, the flight of the king. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we, 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 we associate the Russian legation with this very difficult period in Korean history. But it's also a, a beautiful building. It was built in the Renaissance style in 1890 by a Russian architect. Uh, however, the only actual remaining part is the White Tower. The other parts were actually burnt down during the Korean War. So, uh, you know, you can easily miss it. 
Um, but it's well worth a visit, and of course, its central location means it's very easy to find. That's right, and of course, there is the Toksu Palace as well, Toksugung. Uh, it's originally the residence of Prince Wol uh, Wolsan, the older brother of King Songjong, the ninth king of Joseon. Now, this palace was uh, way larger than it is now, but most of it uh, was destroyed and sold during the Japanese colonial area, which is quite a shame. But what remains is now only one-third of its original size. Uh, this residence became a royal palace during the Imjin War, when all the other palaces were, were damaged and the King Sonjo stayed here as well. In 1897, after the uh, Aguam Pachan, the king, Gojong, returned to his palace and lived here instead of going back to Gyeongbokgung, where all the former kings and royal families lived. After Emperor Gojong uh, abdicated his son, the emperor Sunjong continued to live in this palace as well. Toksu's palace, uh, original names was actually Gyeongungung but was renamed Toksu Palace when Sunjong ascended to the throne as a reference to a wish for uh, longevity of Emperor Kojong. Among other representative palaces in Seoul, we can say that Toksugung is uh, more special in some ways because it went through many challenges, many changes, and has kind of a modern and also Western-style garden. It's got fountains and buildings as well. It is a beautiful place, and it is unusual compared to uh, to Kyungyugung or, or Kyungbokgung or Changdokgung or, or, you know, pretty much any other palace you might find in Korea. And uh, I think one of the reasons for that is the Sokjojang. Uh, have you been to Toksugung Palace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've seen this this magnificent Western-style building actually located within the grounds. Now, this was built in 1898. It was designed by British architect John Reginald Harding. And, uh, well, I guess you can describe it as sort of neoclassical architecture. It's got ionic columns. It's got a triangular roof. It's a, I don't know, it reminds me a bit of a, an ancient Greek temple. And it was actually designed to be an audience hall and as the sleeping quarters of King Gojong. However, he didn't actually use it for that. It was actually uh, used as a residence by the last crown prince of Korea, King Youngchin, uh, the seventh son of Gojong. Um, now, uh, you know, the, the palace has gone through a lot of restoration and Sokjojong actually went through a lot of restoration as well, starting in 2009 and uh, finishing in 2014 when it reopened as the Daehan Empire Historical Museum uh, and uh, now you can see the you know emperor and empress's bedrooms the dining rooms the reception rooms they've made them almost identical to the original rooms and then on the first and second floors there are exhibition halls where you can uh, start to understand the historical meaning of of uh, the Korean royal family and of Korean history mm, it's an well, amazing place yeah absolutely and uh, the best thing about it that it's not spread out too far you sure. know these three places are uh, kind of uh, munched up into one concentrated area where you don't have to spend too much time, as you said in the opening, you know, going from different cities and different cities to take a look at these monuments. Yeah, but just wandering around can be a wonderful experience as well. It's a beautiful area. Just go to City Hall and then go west. Here's the village people.